Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Finance Podcast, where we bring you developments from Guernsey's financial services industry. If you haven't listened to some of our previous podcasts already, you can do so on your preferred podcast platform or via the on-demand page at our website, weareguernsey.com. My name's Rosie Alsop. I am Communications Director here at Guernsey Finance. We're the agency that promotes the island of Guernsey's specialist financial services in its respective chosen markets under the brand We Are Guernsey. For those of you who aren't familiar with Guernsey, the island is a leading global finance centre of substance, stability and security, committed to the cause of sustainable finance as a member of several United Nations environment initiatives and having been proactive in developing sustainable products and services. Today, we're talking about South Africa and why Guernsey is the jurisdiction of choice for many South Africans in the private wealth space. Guernsey's relationship with South Africa is one that's developed over a number of years, and Guernsey is regarded as a trusted jurisdiction for the externalisation of assets by many South Africans. I am delighted to welcome my guests today, Chris Van Vliet and Adelise Lavarello, who are Executive Directors at Canon Asset Management. They're based in Guernsey and the company has offices in Guernsey. Welcome, Chris and Adelise. Hi, Rosie. Hi, Rosie. Well, let's start by introducing you and Canon Asset Management. Can you tell me a bit about yourselves, the company and the services that you provide? Thanks, Rosie. Canon Asset Management forms part of the Stenham Canon Group. The group is made up of Canon and Stenham Trustees, which is our sister company. Stenham is a trust company located in Alderney and concentrates primarily on trust and company administration. Canon, which is based in Guernsey, provides all types of asset management services, including trust and company formation and administration, investment management, and fund administration and formation. A more recent addition to our external services is our boutique at fund administration, which focuses on the setup and incubation of tailored funds where we provide a trustee-style relationship to the fund managers. At Canon, we focus on building a personal relationship with all our clients. A large part of our client base is in South Africa, so we know and understand the landscape really well. Next year, we'll be celebrating our 25th year in business. The group employs around 80 people in the Channel Islands and have further representatives in South Africa to ensure that our clients have on the ground support. Back to your original question, I'm a chartered accountant and a trust and estate practitioner. I've been working with Canon for over 10 years. My main focus is dealing with Southern African fiduciary clients and also the worldwide fund administration. As for Adelise, she joined Canon more recently as an executive director and has a tremendous amount of experience in the industry. Thank you, Chris. I have worked for private and international corporate fiduciary businesses for over 28 years at both multinational and small private trust companies, working with ultra high net worth individuals, their families and advisors across the globe providing succession planning solutions. Okay, so thanks for that. Can you tell me what are the typical characteristics of a Guernsey Trust and what the advantages and benefits of those are? Chris? The typical characteristics of a trust is the separation 
of the ownership from the right to benefit of the assets. A person known as the settler donates their assets to the trust to be held for the benefit of one or more persons known as the beneficiaries or for a particular purpose. Many people don't know this, but trust law started in the 12th century when the Crusaders went off to fight the Holy Wars and left their families and estates behind. They would entrust their close friends in looking after and protecting their assets for the benefit of their families until they returned. Obviously, this has transformed legislatively over the years, but the objectives in its core remains the same. I think a way of looking at this is that you were relying on somebody else to look after your assets and your family when you're no longer there. A professional firm will make sure your hard-earned wealth is not squandered and will be used in the way you want it to be used. A classic example of this is following the death of his father. A 19-year-old beneficiary tried to buy himself a Ferrari to drive to university every day. Unfortunately, the trustees deemed this as unnecessary but did ensure he had suitable transportation. Coupled with this, there are tax efficiencies that can be worked out. Adelise, is there anything I've missed out here? I think I would like to add that another reason for choosing trust over other wealth management tools is that the trustees may not be released from the duty to act in the best interest of the beneficiaries. The trust relationship is held to some of the highest standards of professional care. This differs from, for example, the directors of a companies who must act in the best interests of the company itself rather than the individual shareholders. A trustee looks only to the best interests of those named as beneficiaries. In addition, the trust relationship can offer a personal bespoke service unlike any other, considering the individual needs of the beneficiaries. Okay, that's interesting. So why is Guernsey regarded as a good place for South Africans to do business? Besides being a beautiful little island, it has a very robust modern tax law which supports the structures and is very well regulated. Guernsey works hard to maintain a good relationship with the OECD and the EU, meaning we're not on any blacklists which can restrict banking and transactions. Guernsey also has a very stable political landscape, which means that things are unlikely to change. On the island, we have very good expertise. People are very well qualified, with most obtaining internationally recognized qualifications. Guernsey for many years has had a strong relationship with South Africa. There are a number of South African companies, including South African banks, which have offices here. According to the latest GFSE presentation, South Africa accounts for over 8% of the financial service industry in Guernsey. That's the third highest after Guernsey and the UK. If we consider some of the softer factors, Guernsey is within the perfect time zone for working with clients based in South Africa, being only one to two hours behind. So we are all in the office at the same time. Also not very well known, but Guernsey is a very international place. While our business language is English, there are over 13 different languages spoken in our office alone. Given how many South Africans in Guern- live and work in Guernsey, we definitely understand the South African psyche. Hmm, that's good to know. Um, what type of Guernsey trusts are applicable to the South Africa environment, Chris? There are a lot of different types of Guernsey trusts, such as discretionary, fixed interest trusts, settler reserve power and purpose trusts. 
But the one that I find the most common for South African individuals is the discretionary trust. It is the, the one that closest represents the South African trust. There, there are key differences in the way the assets are owned and how the trusts are controlled. In South Africa, a trust is a legal entity based on contract law, where in Guernsey, the trusts are not re recognized as legal entities. It is a relationship between the trustee and the beneficiary, which is recognized by law. Therefore, following South African law, the trustees must be completely separate from the beneficiaries. Also, a discretionary trust gives the trustees wide powers to administer the assets of the trust and to distribute them at their discretion. This provides the trustees with flexibility to adapt to the changing needs of the beneficiaries over time and may be tailor-made to suit specific needs and goals of the settler. At Canon, we use different types of trusts, including Sharia of Servant. We also administer private trust companies and foundations. Sometimes the settler set up a discretionary trust that later develops into a family office. Okay. Now, what concerns do South African clients have when they're looking to externalise their assets, Chris? In South Africa right now, there are a number of concerns. People are worried about the government, their future policies and corruption. They're also worried about how this will affect their wealth on an international basis. How will the RAND perform against other international currencies? How will the JSE perform against other international markets? On a personal level, they would like to ensure that their family is protected when they're no longer there, providing them with stability and options to allow them to continue to reach their goals. For example, well, their kids have to be educated overseas. So when you consider these questions along with good tax planning, you're going to be looking for a way to arrange your finances, which protects them from these concerns and provides your families with options for future in a strong currency environment and opportunities for a globally diversified investment portfolio. For me, a Guernsey structure ticks all the boxes. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, what should clients be aware of when they are considering externalising their assets? The first consideration is the exchange control restrictions. While these controls have been relaxing over the years, there are still restrictions in place. On a simple basis, a South African can take out 1 million rand per year at their discretion and then can take a further 10 million rand out a year with approval from the South African Reserve Bank. The next big consideration are the tax consequences. We are not tax advisors, but we work closely with a number of distinguished tax professionals in South Africa, the UK and Guernsey. The first consideration here is what structure do you use? If you use a trust, you must consider how you fund the trust. If, the tr if you make a donation to the trust, you must be aware of the 20% donations tax and then the attribution rules, meaning that all the income and gains arising in the trust will be taxed in the donor's personal capacity. There are other ways of funding trusts, such as loans, but you have to be aware of the rules and your personal circumstances. As each method has its own quirks, we strongly recommend tax advice is taken. To reiterate, important factors that must be considered are what are your family needs. Will you frequently need to access the funds, for example, or do you want the trustees to work with the next generation? 
Okay. So what's an acceptable level of funds to uh, set, set up a Guernsey Trust and how much do they cost? Grossi, that's a difficult question. <laughs> there isn't a fixed minimum requirement. The level of funds uh, to set up an offshore will depend on what the settler goals and needs are and how those goals can be achieved. For example, those the settler wish to add the family business into the trust may be protected from future generations or maybe hold an investment portfolio to provide income to vulnerable beneficiaries. Like any financial services, there are costs associated with the uh, setup of the administration of the trust structures. The level of fees will depend on whether the structure is complex and the time needed to ensure the trustees exercise its functions under the trust in accordance with the trust law and the terms of the trust instrument. Professional trustees may charge in different ways. Some may charge on a time basis, on an activity phase basis, or fixed fees, or combine all of them. Ultimately, the charges must be transparent and the parties must be comfortable with the level of fees and the services provided. From our experience, it's not about the costs. It's about building and maintaining a trusted relationship which spans many generations. This is something we strive to provide at Canon. Are there any other Guernsey structures that are currently being used in the South African market? And if so, can you describe them in uh, a bit more detail and who might want to use which type of structure? In my opinion, because of the history of trust law in South Africa and in Guernsey, the trust provides the most robust asset protection. Although both countries' trust laws are different, Guernsey has very strong company and trust laws that operate within a strong regulatory environment. For example, the trust law contains provisions that addresses all issues, including the interpretation of the trust. Its administration and variation would be questions of Guernsey trust law alone. This offers significant protection from hostile claims from creditors and beneficiaries made outside of Guernsey. It also protects the trust from foreign airship rules. In addition to trust, Guernsey also provides modern company law and is a leader in company formation. Our standard Guernsey companies are often used. However, we also see South African clients prefer using protected cell companies to separate different family assets to different classes. For example, family enterprises from a traditional portfolio of investment. Similar to the cell companies, we can set up a family fund, which gives the family the ability to invest in a multitude of different assets under a single banner which with the protection of fund law. This also creates a separation of any transactions to the investors. It is often used by high net worth families who are based in multiple jurisdictions. In principle, there are no taxes in the fund in Guernsey, provided that the income generated arises outside of Guernsey and the beneficiaries are not Guernsey residents. For our existing loyal clients, we also offer a facility to have a service in which we manage bank accounts and broker accounts for them with the view to utilize their discretionary allowance, building it up until the assets are to be used for a family structure. I see. And what other type of structures are popular, would you say? 
The most common structures are pension, discretionary trust, and guarantee companies. However, for sophisticated high net worth families, we can offer family office services that combine a range of offshore products, including their own private trust companies, um, and as previously mentioned, the Family Fund, which is an open-ended architecture platform, can be owned by an individual or an offshore structure. Okay, thank you. So there you have it. Guernsey is the jurisdiction of choice for many South Africans who are looking to externalise their assets or who are looking to capitalise on the many benefits of doing business in Guernsey. Guernsey's key strengths of security, stability and substance have resonated really strongly in South Africa on the visits that we've made in the past few years. And it's clear that Guernsey is now a key jurisdiction for wealth managers in South Africa for trusts, pensions and other corporate structures. I'd like to thank my guests today, Chris Van Vliet and Adelise Lavarello of Canon Asset Management for their insights today. And thanks also to you for tuning in. You can find out more about Guernsey and its specialist financial services sector by heading over to our website, weareguernsey.com. And you can listen to more podcasts like this. Check out the We Are Guernsey podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, it's goodbye from Guernsey.